0: Everyone, my name is Kenzie Rock and you're listening to KR Live Podcast. This is the first season of 2020 which is all about mental health. Remember, mental health is mental wellness. So keep on tuning in to KR Live Podcast for these few months and listen on about mental health. So today's episode here at KR Live today is all about post-traumatic stress disorder and information about PTSD is courtesy of Mayo Clinic. You can go and check their website at www.mayoclinic.org and learn more about different sorts of diseases and conditions, patient care and health information. So what is the overview generally of PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder is a mental health condition that triggers or is triggered by a specific terrifying event. Either experiencing it or witnessing it can cause PTSD. Symptoms may include flashbacks, nightmares and severe anxiety, as well as uncontrollable thoughts about an event. Most people who go through traumatic events may have temporary difficulty adjusting and coping with it but with time and good self-care they usually get better. If the symptoms get worse that is they last for months or even years and interfere with your day-to-day functioning you may then have PTSD. Getting effective treatment after PTSD symptoms develop can be critical to reduce symptoms and improve function. So we go into depth about the symptoms, the care, the disease by itself. So that was just a basic overview of what PTSD is to give you a rough explanation in general about what PTSD is. So we head off to the symptoms. What are the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder? The symptoms may start within one month of a traumatic event but sometimes, symptoms may not appear until years after the event is done. That's when you see someone with post-traumatic stress disorder. For example, you'll find most people with PTSD, let's say, are people from the military. Um, let's say they've gone to war like six months in in a certain country, there was war over there. And then they come back. but. A month or two after they're back to their normal lives they start having behavioral changes and when they get psychiatric help they realize that they have PTSD so generally you won't find that um, it happens immediately after someone has experienced or seen a traumatic event it may take time before symptoms of PTSD show these symptoms cause significant problems in both social and and work situations and even in relationships that these people are involved in. They can also interfere with your ability to go about your normal day-to-day tasks. PTSD symptoms are generally grouped into four types. There's the intrusive memories, avoidance, negative change in the thinking and mood, and changes in physical and emotional reactions. So the symptoms, they're different sorts of symptoms but they're grouped into four. The intrusive memory that's one group avoidance is a second group negative changes in thinking and mood is another and Changes in physical and emotional reaction symptoms can vary over time and vary from one person to another so One person may not have the same symptoms as the other because you know we're all different and um, our brain Functioning is way different from your neighbors. So one person uh, compared to another when they both have PTSD, you'll find that um let's say a twenty percent chance that the symptoms will will be similar, but the eighty percent chance is that they'll have different varying symptoms. So when it comes to the intrusive memory group, what symptoms are included? There's the re recurrent unwanted distressing memory of the traumatic event. This means that um uh, at an expected moment you find this person with ptsd their brain function just um replays that specific event let's say it was a long long event but that traumatic moment is the only part that's been replayed in your mind so it's um it's like you're playing a movie and then you put a specific you trim a specific part that Part is what the recurrent unwanted stressing memory is in a uh, intrusive memory group. Another is the relieving the traumatic event as if it were happening again, otherwise known as flashbacks. So, uh, compared to the first recurrent unwanted distressing memory, the flashbacks is actually the whole event. You see that the person is seated in the house, let's say it was a military person, and uh, the the flashbacks, they hear, let's say, when the the spoon falls or something metalish falls, the sound it makes, it triggers something in their mind that replays every single thing that happened to them. And this is um, quite common with people uh, who have experienced something which includes noise in it. So the, the flashbacks is triggered with a, a type of noise that's similar to what they heard during that um, during that traumatic event another symptom under intrusive memory is the upsetting dreams or nightmares about the traumatic event so they dream about this event it's like they are having nightmares with they can't shake off they just dream about it each and every day and unless they get help this can actually be deadly to them because you find some people who have nightmares they get um, a negative reaction around people because they get um uh, so fearful that uh, they they don't want to sleep again because they know the moment they sleep they'll relieve everything and uh, you'll find that they have insomnia and they can not go back to sleep so upsetting dreams and nightmares are part of uh, the intrusive memory group the last part is uh, the severe emotional distress or physical reaction to something that reminds you of the traumatic event let's say for example I like using the military personnel because, sorry to say, um, the events that they go through during war are trigger, yeah, they're triggers that give them PTSD. So let's say, for example, I am a military person who went to Afghanistan yeah? and uh, I was at war. Then coming back, there was something that I saw during that war that uh, really messed me up. And every single time I see something similar to what I saw, it triggers emotional distress or even physical reaction. Let's say you see someone getting beat up, and from the wall, you saw that, let's say, people were getting beaten up and dying. So when you see someone getting beaten up, you'll try to go and save them because your brain is like, I did not save this person, but this is a chance for you to go and save them. So this is a similar person, so run. Or you find that emotional distress you find that um, When they are in the house, they're just normal if I may quote that they're just normal sitting there watching a certain movie The events in that movie triggers them to remember What happened during that event and they get very highly emotional and it's really stressful and some people might say annoying But it's just stressful for the person living with this patient suffering from PTSD each and every day because you don't know what might trigger them Because having the intrusive memory symptoms, you don't know what might trigger this person, so you have to be careful around them. You must minimize noise, you must um, uh, reduce things that may trigger their memory. You must be with them constantly and uh, keep them in the present so that they don't remember what happened during the past. And this is very challenging for most people. So what are the avoidance of these symptoms? We have a type of symptom, yeah, they're calling the avoidance. It's a group calling the avoidance. So they try to avoid thinking or talking about the traumatic event. And, you know, bottling up something that you might have seen and it's hurting you. And bottling up and not talking about it actually hurts you more. So you find that they don't want to talk about it. They go, they come back they have PTSD, they remember, they don't want to think about it, they don't want to talk about it, and this even hurts them more, and it might lead them to have the intrusive memory group of symptoms. Another sort of symptom in the avoidance is avoiding places, activities, or people that might remind you of the traumatic event. Let's say you experience this event with someone else. You will try to avoid this person as much as you can so that you don't remember them or remember the accounts you saw or even... Avoid talking to them. So avoidance itself explanatory. They just try to avoid remembering or thinking or avoid the places or activities or people who might remind you of this traumatic event. Under the group of negative changes in thinking and mood, the symptoms include negative thoughts about yourself and other people in the world. Let's say you find that um, it was uh, um, your PTSD developed because you saw someone commit suicide right in front of you. And this person was very dear to you and they died right before your eyes remember I'm saying this as an example this will make this person with PTSD actually have negative thoughts about themselves you find that they they say that it was all my fault it was all my fault that I could not help this person so that they I could save their life yet it wasn't your fault you they just died and you happen to see them dying so Blaming yourself and having negative thoughts about yourself and other people around you um, is a Is a mood that comes to you due to the negative changes in thinking? Hopelessness is yet another you have hopelessness about the future. Let's say the event you saw Let me give you an example Um, a man who was married to a very lovely wife and had two children, but when this man was out his house burnt down and uh sadly the wife and two kids died so this man doesn't have any hope for the future because his whole life just ended within a flash so you'll find that they develop negative changes in thinking and mood specifically hopelessness about the future you find that when they get this type of symptoms most of them end up committing suicide because you'll find that they don't want to go on with life they don't want to move on they don't want to see the future because they know that whatever they saw can never change what they are today or whatever happened to them can never change what they'll have or what they had because at the position they are at the moment they have nothing or it has distorted everything in their life so you'll find that without help from family members they get stuck in this oblivion of I don't have any future because this and this happened or I don't have any future because I saw this and this happen and um, it's not very healthy for a person to think that because you know if you don't have a future if your brain you moderate your brain to tell it that I don't have a future I have nowhere else to go I have nothing more to do in this world your brain will make you believe that and uh, in the end you might do something that you might regret Another symptom under negative changes in thinking and mood is memory problems, including not remembering important aspects of the traumatic event. So you'll find that this person with PTSD, they won't remember exactly every single part of what happened. You'll find that um, in most murder cases that are taken to court, 20% of them are... The, the ones who are actually accused are patients with PTSD. They know they are innocent, yet they committed this crime. They can't tell you A, B, C, D happened. They'll say A, C, and D happened, B did not happen because their brain tries to shut out the wrong and actually shows them the right thing. So let's say, for example, um, this person is accused of murder. They kidnapped and murdered their own child so you find that this person will only remember the good parts of that child that day they'll remember okay i tucked this child to bed and i also went to sleep but in reality evidence shows that this child yes was taken to bed but was suffocated with a pillow this person with ptsd won't remember that part of suffocating the child with a pillow they'll remember tucking the child in bed and going back to sleep so they can't explain between sleeping and uh, tucking the child to bed they won't explain what happened there because their brain actually just shuts everything out and this is why they're saying they develop memory problems it's not their fault it's your brain a brain is a very powerful tool because it has the power to shut out any wrong thing and actually has the power to make you remember the happy things so it's like a protection to yourself you don't want this to be true so your brain gives you only half of the truth and um, it's like telling a person I'm sorry but you did not get the job because um, you're overqualified but the truth is they did not get the job because they were not qualified enough so you're trying to make them feel better about not getting the job so that's how the brain works it makes you feel better and uh, tries to give you this facade of you're not wrong you're right they are the ones who are wrong so this memory problem is um, is um, It's just a mood change in your brain and your thinking, so you can't control it unless someone shows you this is what you did, this is what happened. You won't remember those parts unless you see it for yourself. Someone telling you this and this happened and you have PTSD, you actually won't remember a thing, your brain will just be more confused. So you have to tell this patient, this happened and here's the proof, this is what you did. And we don't blame you that you don't remember. It's actually your brain that's doing this. Another is difficulty maintaining close relationships. So people with PTSD are actually like more of introverts. They love keeping to themselves. They won't tell you their problems, and they won't um, engage in social welfare. Let's say um, uh, going to gatherings with many people, or uh, being in a close relationship with someone. Being that close to someone, you have to trust them, and people with PTSD have. A lot of trust issues they won't tell you exactly what is happening in their lives and um, this inability to keep close relationships actually hurts them even more because someone with post-traumatic stress disorder needs all the love they can get but it's not their fault that they can't keep or give the love back it's just a disorder they have they don't want to be near people they love being By themselves they feel safe by themselves because they think that whatever happened or whatever I saw someone could have prevented me from seeing it or being there but they weren't so I'm all alone and this is what I'll have to be another is feeling detached from family and friends this is also in relation to the close relationship thing they don't want To feel like their family is there for them or their friends are there for them they think that they're just out to get them so you find that they detach themselves and become like outcasts when it comes to family and friends another is lack of interest in activities that you once enjoyed this person might have been someone who loved playing tennis but um, after experiencing or seeing this traumatic event tennis is not something that they'll go back to because um as you remember they have they have negative thoughts and thinking so you'll find that they think that okay if I play this tennis for example what's it helping me with so you'll find that they just lose interest in what they once enjoyed and there is difficulty in expressing positive emotions or they are even emotionally dumb so you'll find that they don't feel a thing yeah I might say that they don't feel a thing they won't feel hate they won't feel pain they won't feel love they won't feel annoyed they're just there they're like a doll that can't feel a thing so they just become emotionally numb and um, they can't experience or express positive emotions to others or even to themselves so if you tell them hey I'm here for you don't worry it's all going to be fine they won't feel it they'll actually say hey no, it's not going to be fine. This is the new me. This is the new Phyllis. I can't move on. I am just a shell of what I used to be. So PTSD is not is not something that um, that is easily reversible because this is something that changes the whole perspective of someone. So you'll find that they aren't the same person you used to know. They are completely new image. Of something more complicated you can't explain you can't help no matter how much you want to and um, you will find that there are other intensity of symptoms when it comes to different patients as I said not all patients have the same kinds of symptoms so there are those who um, have a very intense type of symptom so you'll find that they'll have uh, a vary in intensity over time you may have some more ptsd symptoms when you're stressed in general or when you come across reminders of what you went through let's say you were you hear the car backfire or um you relieve a combat experience as for the military people or you hear doors banging or you hear rocks falling that may increase the intensity of your symptoms and you become much worse so it's actually advisable to see a doctor when you have disturbing thoughts and feelings about a traumatic event for more than a month so if you experience something or you saw something and um, you can't stop thinking about it or feeling something bad about it for like not even weeks it goes on for months and you can't shake it off it's advisable that you go see a doctor if they have severe symptoms or you feel like having trouble getting your life back in control. You're also advised to go see psychiatric help so that they can help you go back to what you used to be. And uh, it's also advisable if you have suicidal thoughts, you either reach out to a close friend or loved one or a spiritual leader or actually book an appointment to the doctor so that um, you can get help so that... You don't cause harm to yourself or others. It's not advisable to ignore that. Hey, I'm not. It's not possible that I can have PTSD. I'm too young. PTSD has no age. You might be even twelve and have PTSD. You might be sixty and get PTSD. So the moment you um you get a traumatic event, you experience a traumatic event or see a traumatic event, immediately it's advisable, you find someone to talk to. Don't bottle it up, don't lock it up or else all these symptoms, if they get worse, it will be really hard to um, to um, get healing and it might take a long, long time to get healing. So it's better that you go see a medical practitioner or actually even talk to someone you feel comfortable with so that you just let out all that you're feeling so we step out of this box of symptoms and walk into another of the causes of ptsd so you can develop post-traumatic stress disorder when you go through see or learn about an event involving actual or threatened death serious injury or sexual violation so doctors aren't sure why some people get ptsd it's not that quite obvious that hey ptsd is caused by this and this your ptsd can be caused by anything that can give you trauma so ptsd is probably caused by the complex of a mix of things like stressful experiences including the amount and severity of trauma you've gone through in your life inherited mental health risks like a, a family history of anxiety and depression inherited features of personality especially those who call you temperamental if you hear someone calling you that hey you're very temperamental before you like um call them out you actually have to focus on yourself and wonder can i develop PTSD because of this and another is the way your brain regulates the chemicals and hormones in your body to release the response to stress many people deal with stress in different ways for example i stress blend yeah i just take different different types of fruits and blend then you know the noise in the blend actually calms me so you just find that i stress blend others stress it they eat and eat and eat their brain feels happy when they eat my brain feels happy if i blend i blend my stress away so you find some people don't have a way of dealing with stress and their body can't um respond to their brain um, brain hormones that regulate your your stress level. So you'll find that someone actually gets PTSD because of this. What are the risk factors? People of all ages can have post-traumatic stress disorder, as I said. However, some factors may make you more likely to develop PTSD after a traumatic event, such as experiencing intense or long-lasting trauma. Let's say you were kidnapped and you were tortured. This will cause you to get PTSD. Having experienced other trauma early in your life, like childhood abuse. You might get PTSD later on in life because of this. Having a job, that increases your risks of being exposed to traumatic events, like the military personnel, as I said, or even first respondents. Having other mental health problems like anxiety and depression. Having problems with substance misuse, like excess drinking or drug abuse. Lacking a good support system from your family and friends can also give you PTSD. Having blood relatives with mental problems, including anxiety and depression. So, what kinds of traumatic events can give you PTSD? These are like the major ones which can give you PTSD. Combat exposure, childhood physical abuse, sexual violence, physical assault, being threatened by a weapon, or even an accident. So, you'll find that 80% of people with PTSD have either gone through some or all of these uh, traumatic events. Many other traumatic events can also give you PTSD, like fire, natural disaster, mugging, robbing, plane crash, torture, kidnapping, as I said, life threatening medical diagnosis, like you are told you have cancer and you're dying within six months and you're only 12. That can give you PTSD, terrorist attacks, and other extreme or life threatening events. What are the complications you get when you have PTSD? PTSD can disrupt your whole life, your job, your relationship, your family, your health, your enjoyment of other everyday activities. Having PTSD may also increase the risks of other mental health problems like depression and anxiety, issues with drug and alcohol abuse, eating disorders, suicidal thoughts and actions. This is what I mentioned earlier. So you'll find that um With PTSD, it can give you or you can develop depression and anxiety. It can give you eating disorders. It can give you suicidal thoughts and actions. So someone with PTSD is actually very dangerous around themselves and others. And it can give you issues with drug and alcohol use. What are the preventions? After surviving a traumatic event, many people have PTSD-like symptoms at first, such as being unable to stop thinking about what happened, fear, anxiety, anger, depression, guilt, are all causes of a uh, reaction to trauma. But you might have all this, but you don't have PTSD. You might feel guilt about something. It doesn't mean you have PTSD. You might feel anger towards something. It doesn't mean you have PTSD. You might fear something rehappening; It doesn't mean you have PTSD. However, the majority of people exposed to trauma do not develop long-term post traumatic uh, stress disorder so it's just a short term thing it just lasts like a few months to a an year and uh with the right help they actually fight off ptsd getting timely help and support may prevent normal stress reactions from getting worse and developing into ptsd this may mean turning to a family or friend as i said who will listen and offer comfort to you If you want to go a little bit further, you may uh, get uh, therapy and uh, some actually turn to their faith. They go to church and get help from the the church. Support from others also may prevent you from turning into unhealthy coping methods like misusing of alcohol and drugs. And um, this is actually very advisable if someone goes through a traumatic event you as their family member you have to be there for them so that they don't have to rely on drugs or alcohol for support you'll find that alcohol will make them forget for a short period of time the drugs will make them forget for a short period of time but what happens once it's triggered and they're intoxicated they might be a very 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 harmful person to themselves and also to others so what are the diagnoses when it comes to ptsd To diagnose PTSD, your doctor will likely perform a physical exam to check for medical problems that may be causing your symptoms. They can also do a psychological evaluation that includes the discussion of your signs and symptoms and uh, the event or events that led up to them. They may also use the criteria of uh, the DSM, which is the Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which was published by the American psychiatric association diagnosis of PTSD requires exposure to an event that involves the actual possible. Let's say you are threatened by death due to drowning. You'll find that they actually put you in the swimming pool. It's not great. Yeah, for me, I actually hate water. So it's not great that you placed back in that pool and uh, you'll find that the fear of drowning was what caused your PTSD or almost drowning was what got the ptsd so the exposure can happen in one or more ways like either directly or if you witnessed in person the traumatic event occurring to others so if you witnessed it you might see somebody else witnessing it by mistake let's say you witnessed a murder and then one way or another you land into the same situation again or somebody tells you about the experience so it's they can use that or they you learned someone close to you experienced or was threatened by a traumatic event which was something happened to you so they can um, call a family member and uh, they like um, ask them how many of you went through this and through this because your family member also went through this and through this so they try to find some other people or even family members who went similar things to like what you went through so that they can find the proper way of treating you and um, you may have ptsd if problems you experienced after the exposure continue for more than a month or cause significant problems in your ability to function but it's a way of finding the diagnosis they're actually trying to find a way of treating you so it may worsen but in the end they'll find a way of uh, treating you so in regards to treatment what are the treatments of ptsd Post-traumatic stress disorder treatment can help you regain a sense of control over your life. The primary treatment is psychotherapy, but can also include medications. Combining these treatments can help improve your symptoms by teaching your skills to address your symptoms. Let's say the, the psychiatrist like tells you, okay, today we will address your symptoms one by one. So they try to cure you by addressing each and every symptom. You'll find that um, in uh, different different uh, mental institutions, that's what they do. That's why it takes a long time because trying to address all things at one, it's just a roller coaster ride for these patients. So they try to address one thing at a time until you're fully healed. Another way of treating you is uh, helping you think better about yourself and others and the world so you, they give you a p- positive Thought about everything around you and about yourself learning ways to cope if your symptoms rise again is also a way and treating other problems often related to it like depression anxiety and misuse of alcohol and drugs is a way of um, improving your symptoms you don't have to try to handle the burden of PTSD alone that's why i said you need to talk to a family member or a loved one or even uh, a medical practitioner or even your pastor or reverend or even um, nuns so they can help you um, cope up with whatever you're dealing with when it comes to psychotherapy there are several psychotherapies also called the talk therapy may be used to treat children and adults with ptsd some types of uh, psychotherapy used in this is the cognitive therapy and uh, this type of talk therapy helps you recognize the ways of thinking in cognitive patterns that are keeping you stuck for example Negative beliefs about yourself and the risks of traumatic uh, things happening again for PTSD cognitive therapy often is used um, along the exposure of therapy so they um, Talk you through it. They talk you uh, through your problem. They talk you through your trauma and uh, This will help you a lot and uh, it's actually used Throughout the therapy the talking section is used throughout the therapy another form of therapy is the exposure therapy as I mentioned, the, um, this behavioral therapy helps you safely face both situations and memories that you find frightening. So they can show you images of those, of those events. So it, it will help you face it both mentally and physically. So the exposure therapy can be particularly helpful for flashbacks and nightmares. One approach uses virtual reality programs, so they just put you in a VR center that helps you relieve it and helps you cope with it. Or they can even use pictures, use pictorials that help you um, re-enter the setting in which you experience the trauma. Eye movement desensitization and processing, which is also known as the EMDR, combines exposure therapy with a series of guided eye movements that help you process traumatic memories and uh, change of how you react to them some people might call this hypnosis yeah they hypnotize you back into that event and uh, they just like tell you that once i snap my finger you will uh, feel much better about yourself or once i snap my finger this memory will not be something that hurts you So, your therapist can help you develop stress management skills to help you better handle stressful situations and cope with stress in your life. All these approaches can help you gain control of lasting fear after a traumatic event. You and your mental health profession can discuss what type of therapy and combination of therapies that may be best for you. You may try individual therapy or also group therapy or even both. Group therapy can offer a way to connect with others uh, going through the same similar experience. When it comes to medication, there are also several medications that improve symptoms of PTSD. One is the antidepressants, and you'll find that most um, mental health disorders, the antidepressants are used because most people get depression and anxiety. Another is the anti anxiety medication. And uh, the prazosin, which is uh, several studies indicate that uh, the prazosin, which is also known as the mini-press, may reduce and suppress nightmares in some people with PTSD. You and your doctor can work together to figure out what medication best fits you with the fewest side effects for your symptoms and situation. You may see an improvement in your mood and uh, other symptoms within a few weeks and also may take months but tell your doctor about any side effect or problems with medication you may need to improve once and uh, more than once or in a combination of medication or you or your doctor may uh, need to adjust your dosage or medication schedule before finding the right fit for you so what are the coping and and, uh, support mechanisms you may give to this ptsd person or this ptsd person may need If stress and other problems caused by a traumatic event affect your life, see your doctor and medical health profession, as I mentioned earlier. You can also take these actions as you continue with treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. One is following your treatment plan. Never, ever, ever uh, miss following your treatment schedule because this is what is helping you cope with the PTSD. Although it may take a while, to feel benefits from the therapy and medication, treatment can be effective and most people do recover. Refinding yourself, that also takes time and following your treatment plan and routinely communicating with your mental health profession will help you move forward from what you were to what you will be. Learning about PTSD is also another way of coping. Uh, this knowledge can um, help you understand what other feeling or what are you feeling or what other people are feeling and when you can develop coping strategies uh to help you respond effectively so without learning about ptsd someone might talk you through it or um, you might also decide to learn about it yourself and um, also besides the patients these family members and loved ones also need to learn about the ptsd so that they know the proper way of taking care of them or coping with it or preventing someone else from getting PTSD taking care of yourself is also um, um, a coping mechanism because you need to get enough rest eat healthy exercise and take time to relax you need to be relaxed try to reduce or avoid caffeine and nicotine which can worsen anxiety and uh, another is don't self-medicate always always try to go to the doctor or your psychiatrist don't ever self-medicate breaking the cycle when you feel anxious take the brisks wall and jump into a hobby to refocus so you just like when you feel your anxiety kicking in or your depression kicking in or moods kicking in just go out there and find something new if you can't um focus on the hobbies you used to do you can decide on cycling can decide on mountain climbing or meditate to just clear your mind and refocus on what your goal is which is getting better from ptsd staying connected is also a way of uh, of uh, coping you need to talk about it you need to share your experiences you need to engage yourself around other people considering support groups is also advisable because support groups um especially you'll find that uh you might ask your health profession for help or even contract the veteran organization or your community social services system or you can look for support yourself or even start a support group yourself so when someone you love has PTSD, what do you do as the family member we have just talked about throughout since we started we have just talked about about the patient so you as the family member or as the loved one what do you do if someone has ptsd the person you love may seem like a different person which is a fact than you knew before the trauma they might be angry they might be irritable for example they might be also withdrawn and depressed ptsd can significantly strain the emotion and mental health of loved ones and friends hearing about the trauma that led to the loved one getting PTSD may be painful for you and even cause you to relieve difficult events you may find yourself avoiding his or her attempts to talk about the trauma but please always open up and be the listening and shoulder to lean on that they need and feeling hopeless that you loved one will get better it will not help them you actually have to be positive give them the push that they need at the time or at the same time you may feel guilty that you can't fix your loved one or hurry into the process of healing you have to give them time healing takes time growth takes time you can't just force someone to be back to the way they were it actually takes a lot of time so remember you can not change someone but you can learn about ptsd you can avoid or recognize what uh triggers their ptsd you can offer to attend medical appointments you have to be willing to listen to them you have to encourage participation make your own health a priority because you yourself can get depression or anxiety seek help if you need it you don't have to be the one hero you may get help from another and uh, you have to stay safe plan a safe place for yourself and your children if your loved one becomes violent or abusive because it's a guarantee that you're safe and uh, you'll be able to help them. Preparing for your appointment. When it comes to the family member and uh, the patient with PTSD, how do you prepare for your appointment? If you think you may have PTSD, make an appointment to the doctor um, and uh, you can take a trusted friend or family member if possible. they be there with you so that they can go through the journey with you. Sometimes it can be difficult to remember all the information provided to you and they can be the one who can help you So what do you do before an appointment? You have to make a list of uh, any symptoms you have been experiencing Key personal information about yourself and the memory things you have stopped doing and are avoiding doing your medical information Uh, The medicine you've been taking or the physical activities you have been doing and questions to ask your Doctor or your psychiatrist some basic question you can ask is uh, what do you believe is causing my symptom or are there? Like any possible causes how do you determine my diagnosis? How do I heal from PTSD? These are things you can uh, You can um, ask your doctor if you're comfortable with what do you expect? from a doctor as the patient what do you expect from a doctor the doctor might ask you the symptoms you've been experiencing what you did or your loved ones first notice about your symptoms have ever thought about harming yourself or the others you have no um, you have no choice but to answer it because um, this uh, helps you in the recovery process they might also ask you if you have uh, been treated for any psychiatric symptom before or even illness in the past you don't have to take this negatively because this will help you in the long run um, to find a possible cure for yourself so um uh, throughout all this you'll find that most patients get um, complete healing two percent end up committing suicide but The rest of the 98% get complete healing. So as a family member, someone has PTSD, you have to be there for them. PTSD is not something you have to abandon your person with. Because as I said, they are harmful to themselves and to others. So you have to be there, talk to them, engage them, give them new hobbies to do. If they loved chess and they can't uh, play chess anymore, you can just introduce them to a new sport so that they can keep their brains engaged. uh, Try to avoid triggering them. Try avoid angering them. Try avoid depressing them. You just have to do uh, the right thing and be that perfect shoulder to lean on. It might affect you in the long run. That's why you also need help yourself. You also need psychiatric help to help you cope with it as you help this other person cope with it. So this will bring us to the end of today's topic, which is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. If you have any questions, you can leave it in the comment section and i can uh, address them later on but today's topic was something um, i had to address because you don't know when ptsd might show up you might have it and it's just hiding you don't know the symptoms you don't know the cause so if you want to read about it go to mayoclinic.org and they have every single information about ptsd There also other websites blogs doctors you may also ask a psychiatrist about ptsd and they might help you with the information you need. If you have a family member or you know somebody with PTSD, try to engage with them so that you can learn more about the treatments and way of uh, healing from PTSD. Besides all this, I'll have to end the show right here. This will be the end of KR Live today. The episode, remember, is PTSD. Follow us on Instagram at z with me, KR live podcast host Kenzie rock for those who have been asking what my real name is it's phyllis yes it's phyllis i've had someone ask me who are you in reality my name is phyllis a journalist student and an interested film student also so keep tuned to kr live you'll get to know more about mental health mental health topics are actually 200 of them i might not discuss all of them but I'll discuss the major ones. So if you feel like I need to discuss about something, go to the Instagram, DM me, tell me what you need to talk about, tell me what you think about the show, and that will be much appreciated. So stay safe, stay cool, and always keep tuned to KR Live. Bye!